Symposium with Ash Orlack. Hi guys, welcome back to the symposium. I'm delighted again to be starting a new series, this time a series on the NFL, on American football. And I'm really happy to be joined by one of my friends from university, Chris, um, who is a fellow NFL fan. And yeah, we're just going to have a chat about last season, this season, how Chris got into following the league, what are his hopes for his franchise. And yeah, um, Chris, how are you today? Um, I'm good, thanks, Ash. I'm currently uh in mandatory quarantine after returning to singapore uh i i get out in about half a week's time and i'm looking forward to that lots of sport watching in the meantime of past games since you know ongoing games are kind of sparse at the moment but yeah enjoying yeah. my time here you get into the nfl who do you support who are your players um so my kind of background to to why I love the NFL also I guess came from being raised in the US um, I still go back kind of every year or almost every year that might change uh, this year in particular because of the virus and all of it um, but you know as you know everything American is is quite sport centric yeah. basically every restaurant you walk into you know family diners you walk into like like an Applebee's for example there's going to be sports on a TV playing probably a bunch of, of, of guys sitting at a bar discussing it. Um, Buffalo Wild Wings classic. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, and the, that was kind of the background to my introduction to sports in general and particularly the NFL, which I think captures a lot of attention in that kind of setting. Um, and I wasn't really a fan of any specific team until about I think 2008 or 2009. Right. Um, and the story of, of that period or that season or those seasons was um, Brett Favre against the Packers because he just left after quite yes. a contentious end to his... He went to Minnesota. Didn't yeah, he? yeah, yeah, the end of his, his, his Hall of Fame career with the Packers. Um, and, and it was kind of one of those like, oh, will he like, you know, destroy them when they meet again that kind of thing and I think because of that um, I ended up quite coincidentally watching a lot of Packers games a lot more Packers games uh, than I than I would and hearing more importantly a lot more commentary on Packers games that year yeah because sports networks were, were quite curious about that you know Favre versus Packers thing but also um the whole narrative of whether or not Aaron Rodgers would be able to live up to Favre's legacy in Green Bay. Um, and well, I guess... We'll talk a lot about Aaron Rodgers later, I assure you, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I I mean, just looking at the team, I really like the kind of young team that the Packers had at that point. Yeah. Um, that they were drafting, you know, great players on both sides of the ball. Uh, you know, Jordy Nelson, Clay Matthews, of course, Rogers himself. Um, and the more I guess I read about them, I read about the team, I read about that kind of ethos, I guess, the more I liked the organization. So, for instance, like they're the only team in, in the NFL. And I think any of, of the major professional American sports league, which is community owned. So I could become a part owner of the Packers if yeah. I had the money to and I could find someone selling their, their, their pieces of pie 
No, so, that's really cool. It's kind yeah. of like the almost like a German uh, soccer or football team, uh, yeah, exactly. which is kind of owned in the same way. Exactly. It's really part of the community. Um, and I was like, oh, yeah, this, this team's really cool. I like what they stand for. I like the players. I like how they play. Mm. And then I was I was kind of following them a bit more closely than, than other teams for that period. And then the Packers had that incredible, well, had a, had a, had a somewhat average season in 2010 and then made it all the way um, to the Super Bowl and won the Super Bowl yeah. that year. And I, was I think like, they're the last you know wild card. They're the last wild card team to do yeah, that. Exactly. Exactly. And I was like, you know what? This 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 is a team with, 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 with a great kind of history, a great kind of background, a great group of players. That's kind of changed, but you know, still uh, a yeah. good enough group of players and, and a team that I'd be happy to, to go all in on. I mean, it's been a rough few years, can't deny that, but mm. but yeah it is um, what it is I'm, I'm with them yeah no 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 it's they're a unique franchise they're the kind of franchise that nobody can hate um just because the people in the midwest are so endearing and the franchise franchise itself the way it's run everything about it is just um everything it just seems to be about community people you know the people there just really love the team um yeah. and yeah as you say it's a really big part of the community but yeah, that, that team was was really good. Like you had Greg Jennings, you had Jordy Nelson, you had Clay oh Matthews God. on the defensive line. Like that was a really actually a very good team. And yeah. they, I think, um, they, I think they beat the Steelers, didn't they? Yeah, I the think Steelers. so. It, yeah, yeah it, it, they did. Big Ben and, that, and the Steelers. Yeah, because that was a good <laughs> Steelers team as well. Like they won two Super Bowls themselves. Yeah. Um, and and you know that that was a good that was a good team. Um, so yeah, I mean it just. I guess we can touch on it now, really. I mean, I, I personally, even from an outsider's perspective, feel that Rogers has been like badly disserved, by like badly you know, misserved by the Packers front front office. Even ignoring the kind of poor draft this year, which we'll talk about later. But oh, but I yes. just think like <laughs> the, the lack of um, kind of wide receiver talent that, that, yeah. that he's had around him, and the, the lack of kind of running back talent, and and even right. more importantly, that the lack of a defense that he's had, which just means that yeah. he's lost playoff games where he scored, you know, forty points in the NFC Championship game, and he lose and he loses through no fault of his own. Like I, I can't help feeling feeling sympathetic to him on, on that. Yeah, I think I think I read somewhere before um, a comment that that he's he's probably the most. Uh, the most isolated, like like he's received virtually no help from from yeah. front office uh, as far as his career goes, and despite that, you know he's he's I think very solidly earned himself his place in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and yeah, he's definitely. got a good he's got a good what four or five years ahead of him, I think. Yeah, I mean I'd hope so, considering Brady keeps um, pushing the mark. <laughs> No, no, no. And I think honestly, like, I think if he can do it and he's not obviously got a gifted body or anything like that, someone with as much as athletic ability as Aaron Rodgers can certainly, you know, do the same. Um, but but yeah, I mean, I think he's got the highest passer rating in NFL history or something like that. Yeah, he's yeah, the fastest yeah. to all the major yardage. He's the fastest yeah. to all the major, major yardage um, yeah. markers. And, and all of that's without that kind of concerted effort of, of building yeah. around him, yeah. which is doubly impressive in my book yeah i mean i think he he's often described as the best pure thrower of the ball since dan marino and oh. that's very you know very high praise um it is, it is. um and, and it's just a shame really that maybe we, he's not had the kind of because I'd, I'd always i'd always kind of thought even as a patriots fan i just thought it would have been interesting to have seen you know rogers with the belichick defense 
because often you know the Belichick defenses in the in the uh, regular season are not like not nothing special beyond like yeah. you know last year. They show up. They show up in the playoffs. They show up in the playoffs, they and they often up. you know concede like no points in the fourth quarter or whatever they do. I just think yeah. if Rogers had that defense, he'd have won. He'd have won a, a few more Super Bowls. I can tell you. Yeah, that. I agree with you completely. And it's kind of the gripe, the eternal gripe that that Packers fans have uh, with the franchise that that the way that they draft, the way that they build, doesn't doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, mm-hmm. most of the time, front offices they they know a lot more than the fans do, and you can kind of give them a lot more leeway. Like, oh, maybe they know something we don't, but. But after, I think, eight consecutive seasons of, of not drafting skill players in, in the first or second rounds, it, it, it does become like, it, it does give people a sense of that they're really leaving Rodgers out to dry there. Yeah, I think I think you can just, it, it's not even like men meant maliciously, but I think you can actually get quite complacent when you have someone as good as Rodgers and that you just think, like, whatever we do here will we'll kind of be fine um, yeah. just because he, he'll, you know, dig us out of a hole or whatever. Um, I mean that kind of that kind of was the case this this past season, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So go on, t- <laughs> talk to me about talk to me about this past season for the Packers. What did you think of them? I thought they did very well. Actually, I was I was very pleased. I I loved watching this season um, very much. Actually, I we exceeded expectations. I think that's that's how I would characterize it. I think that's um, fair. Yeah, I I think in so. This was the first season after Rodgers had those awful injuries in uh, the 2017 and 2018 seasons. Yeah. I just thought, you know, it would want to be like those recovery years. It would be, you know, finding their feet again. And then uh, under new management, I think uh, the new head coach, Matt LaFleur, came in. And there was this remarkable turnaround I mean, we went thirteen and three. Uh, we had some great wins, some huge blowout wins, some narrow losses, uh, and we got all the way to the NFC Championship, where we lost, I think, quite quite deservingly to to a deserving Forty ers team. Yeah, uh, that that had also crushed us earlier in the season, in the regular season, you know. But still, I was, I was very very happy with with what I saw. Um, performance-wise. No, I think that's fair. I mean, I think my one issue for them would have been, I, I was really impressed with the regular season, as you say, 13-3, and three, very good record. Um, but I was kind of disappointed that Lafleur, looking just looking at the NFC Championship game, I was slightly disappointed that Lafleur didn't try to differentiate the uh, kind of tactics and the plays more than he did, you know, given, given yeah. the early result. In the regular yep. season, where they got that, smashed that. by the Forty Nine ers, I was surprised that the third <laughs> didn't try and change things up. Really, yeah, that that was also a, a a big fan criticism, I guess that that we tried the things against the Forty Nine ers in the regular season really didn't work. I think we we lost we we lost horribly. I think almost by by twenty thirty points. Yeah, it wasn't great. I mean, yeah. I, was, I was surprised <laughs> that he didn't try and go on the play action more with Aaron Jones. Try and get it over the top to Devontae Adams because although the 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 um the San Francisco defense is overall very good, it's their defensive yeah. line and it's their linebacker core which are excellent. You know they have yeah. they have you know Bosa etc. Whereas, yeah. whereas whereas you know Sherman in the secondary is is not is not what he once was and and he was like you know he was he was yeah. kind of shown up in the Super Bowl. So I was surprised yeah. that they didn't go for more kind of aerial aerial attack. 
I, I think it's difficult as well. I mean, for all of his kind of passing prowess, the 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 offensive line of of Green Bay has seen a lot more uh, has seen a lot more excellent players moving out than than in recently. Yeah. Um, I I I think I I can't remember, but I believe the the starting uh, the starting guard, I think, of of the Green Bay line uh, mm. was was ill, <laughs> right? During okay. during that game, stuff like that, and yeah. and uh, it, it was unfortunate. But I I do see why you know short passes were were being shut down. Uh, Rogers was getting pressured by you know excellent players like like Bosa all game, and just maybe didn't have the time to to for his receivers to get open downfield. No, I think that's fair. Yeah, I mean, it, it just, yeah. Yeah, I, I, where do you kind of rank Rodgers in, in the pantheon of quarterbacks? Right now, I'd... Oh, he's he's definitely not one or two, I think, as he was for, for a very long time. I'd still put him in my top five, though. Okay. Do you, do, do you want to tell us your top five? Uh, off the top of your head, of course. Yeah, off top of my head, I think in no particular order... Um, I think we've 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 got Lamar. We've got. I love the way he plays. By the way, I <laughs> I yeah. know I know a lot of conservative kind of commentators aren't aren't huge fans. Like, although he's a running back criticisms, but I love it. <laughs> I, I like Great. it. I like the way he yeah. plays as well. But I'm just very worried that one hit could just end his career. You know. Yeah. Um, like like it happened with RG three. You know. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, sorry. Yeah, Lamar's so, definitely up there. Yeah, so Lamar's definitely up there. Uh, we can't have this conversation without putting Mahomes in there. Yeah, of course. Um, I think I think Russell Wilson's up there for sure. For sure. Um, we've got Rogers. Uh, I would have to give the last spot to to Breeze. Yeah, that's um, fair. Rather than than I think Brady, which is probably in a close sixth. No, I, I think, I mean, as even as a Patriots fan, like, I have no idea how good Brady is, to be honest with you, just because he, um, like, we had no help for him last year. But yeah. at the same time, um, he's, he's obviously not as good as he was three years ago. So mm. I'm not sure what it is, really. We'll see this year, because he's now literally been given a brilliant receiving core. He's got Godwin. He's got he's Evans. He's got a brilliant receiving core. He's got oh Gronk back as well. Like Gronk, <laughs> on a, Gronk having rested his back. And yeah. he's got like OJ Howard as well. Um, and, and they've just drafted a, 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 a good offensive lineman um, in the in the first round as well. So he's now been given every every weapon he has. So we, we will genuinely see now if Brady's still got it. Um, yeah. And if he, and I'm not going to lie, like if he does still have it, I will be quite sad. Um, yeah, they drafted I mean, I, Tristan Works yeah. from uh, Iowa. I think I think there was just I think in in more recent years the the Patriots as a whole were, were shifting slightly away from you know a heavy offense oriented kind of play style which which draws a lot of fans um, and I think Belichick just likes to prefer that sort of you know m- kind of kind of mud fight sort of sort of games yeah. where where you just kind of outlast and and out hit the, yeah. the other team at the end of the day you run the like, ball you run the ball yeah, you rely exactly. on the defense you, re, you yep. rely on time of possession it's kind of old old school exactly uh, like yeah. 1970s football <laughs> yeah i mean it's effective it's effective yeah it's effective i mean um baltimore kind of play in that way as well but yeah 
I mean, the Patriots can do that in the sense that that's how Brady won his first three Super Bowls. Like, there's this perception that Brady was the same quarterback in the entirety of his career. Like, he wasn't. In the first three Super Bowls, he was a kind of game manager. He he um, didn't turn the ball over. He, he made big throws in the fourth quarter when necessary, as he's always done. But yeah. but we but we mostly won with that defense, with Rodney Harrison, Willie McGinnis, those kind of names. They're just yeah. really huge blokes. Um, yeah. and, and with the running game. And and it was only around like 2006 when in 2007 you got Randy Moss that he truly became like a brilliant passer. Um, yeah. And maybe we'll be reverting back, but I have no idea how good Jared Stidham is. Or, or well, we know you got Cam, <laughs> Cam Newton as well, so we'll see how that pans out given his injuries. Do do you think do you think they're gonna give they're gonna give Newton the starting job at any point? Um, <laughs> honestly, in my heart of hearts, I'd say I want them to, but I'd probably say no. I think what's mm-hmm. gonna happen this year is he's gonna do a decent job. And we're paying him nothing, so there's no risk. And then he's yeah. gonna he's, he's gonna be let go probably, and he's gonna go somewhere else. I think he's even he thinks he's gonna use the Patriots as a kind of audition for for another team. Yeah. Um, yeah if, fair. however, you know Josh McDaniels can like see that he can work with him well, then I don't see why not. Yeah, I mean, Newton was really that that the the first edition of the kind of Lamar play style, like that that ultra scrambling style of quarterback yeah like kind of michael vick stuff yeah exactly um with 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 more power i i guess yeah and and he he did really well obviously but now he's he's had a lot of injuries he's a tad washed i would say and yeah i mean yeah yeah. can't i can't dispute that i mean i honestly don't know i mean where would you put this is a contentious thing. So Dak Dak Prescott has failed to really failed to achieve mm. a deal with Dallas after eighteen months of negotiation, and, <laughs> and a lot of people now think because he was essentially asking for basically asking the highest, for a lot. Yeah, yeah he, he yeah. wanted to be the, the highest paid yeah. player in the NFL. I'm not sure. I don't Dallas think he's earned that. that. No, and I don't, I'm not sure yeah. Dallas could have done that anyway because they've paid Zeke too much. I think they paid Amari mm. Cooper, they paid Jalen Smith, they paid. Mm. Um, um, Lawrence, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I mean, don't know I, if they if they could, you know. Yeah, on one hand, I I don't think they could. I agree with you. I don't think they could. On the other hand, I think they definitely shouldn't, even if they had the capacity to do it. Right. Uh, he's 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 not worth more than like like any of the five six quarterbacks I just named in my opinion. He's, so I mean, yeah, he, he's, he's quite, good. Yeah. You know he's he's good. He's solid. He's he's above average. He gets he gets a good passing grade, but he's he's not, and I don't think he's ever been top of the class. No, it's and and doesn't warrant that kind of price tag on him. Yeah, I think he's the kind of guy that needs everything around him to be perfect. He needs the Zeke yeah. as a running back. He needs Amari Cooper. He needs that that Pro Bowl. O line, and then once you have all of those things, like he'll be a good quarterback. But if he's not going to be a guy that elevates other players around him in the way yeah. that Rogers or Brady used to, um, yeah. But I think looking he's, at the kind of list, that. yeah, I think looking at the list of kind of quarterbacks, as you said, Mahomes, Lamar, Russell, would you put Wentz higher than Rogers? Ooh, I think I think prime peak Wentz. In like 2018 regular season Wentz, yes. Yes. But we haven't seen 2018 no. regular season Wentz since the 2018 no. regular season, have we? No. Uh, I mean, awful injuries. Feel bad for the guy. 
uh, and clearly he's got he's got he's got mountains of potential which just hasn't hasn't shown itself. So I think if 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 Wentz puts up the numbers, puts up the results that we think him capable of, mm. sure. But until then, you know, it's just a big what if. Yeah, I think I definitely say that Wentz is a higher class than Dak. Like I'd put Dak in the I put Dak in the Jared Goff, Matt Ryan, Jimmy Garoppolo mm. kind of class. That kind of mm. good. Like they're all good, but they're not going to light the world on fire. Like Jimmy G couldn't make that throw in the Super Bowl that would have that would have secured we secured the win to Emmanuel Sanders, you know, down yeah. down downfield, um, and then that allowed the the Chiefs to come back. Like I think Brady would have made that throw, Rogers would have made that throw, Mahomes did make that throw five minutes <laughs> five minutes later. Yep. Uh, Breeze Breeze would have made that throw. I think that separates out, you know, the the, the kind of tiers that we're looking at. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, I there was that one game where where DBG had I think six passing attempts. Did he? It, yeah, in the playoffs, because they just ran the ball with, <laughs> with like Breeder, etc. They ran the ball for yeah. three hundred yards. Yeah, they're, they're they're trying to emulate the Titans with Derek Henry. Yeah. I mean, they've they've the Titans then they've kept Ryan Tannehill, so he, yeah. he gave an interesting performance last year. What did you make of that? I thought it was I thought it was surprising. I mean, he played second fiddle to uh, uh, Mariota, I believe, for for quite a long time. He yeah. was kind of the older older quarterback uh Mariota of course had had an incredible uh, college season with Oregon he had an incredible college career with Oregon he came in i think finishing uh in top of every college statistic for that year or near the top um and he had very very lackluster season with the Titans i think quite mm. like i think two or three lackluster seasons as their starting QB yeah um and then I think it was the last season where they decided the, the Titans decided they needed the change of pace, put Tannehill in, and he he really performed. I mean, I think he was he was selected to uh, the Pro Bowl last mm. year mm. Um, as a result of of a string of really good performances. Um, I think he took over literally midway through the 2019 season, yeah. and then. Yeah, to, to, to kind of earn a spot in the Pro Bowl with half a season uh, of play is, is impressive. And I think it's important to remember that, you know, being named to the Pro Bowl is kind of independent of how your team performs. Obviously, like, the, the Titans were doing decently well with, with yeah. Derek Henry there. Um, but Tannehill, people thought, and I think this is probably a correct way to think, that he did well on his merits, not just, you know, someone on Derrick Henry's team. No, yeah, that's true. No, I think I, I like Derrick Henry as well. He's that kind of big Walter Payton star running back that runs through people, runs over people. Yeah. He, he's not the kind of glidey kind of Eric Dickerson, you know, mm. he, he, he fully bulldozes people. I think that's strong because in the current league, the linebackers are a lot smaller than they used to be because they usually have to drop, drop back in pass protection rather than come in the box for the running game just because of the way the yeah. game is played now. So, so I think the Titans have done well there by by getting a big, heavy, physical running back because yeah. he, he can just run over people. Um, I agree with that. And I it's think hard the, to stop the, the days, the days of like the big, heavyweight linemen, um, are are kind of behind us. I would I would start to say. Yeah. Because because of the shift in in fundamentally how the game is played, which is why Derek Henry as 
I think one of the the super physical bruising running backs in the league mm. um, excels at what he does. I mean, in others you've got like Sokon, you've got you've got Zeke with with similar but but I think slightly less bruising play styles than Henry yeah. does. Yeah. And and the rest are as you mentioned the the more like nimble spot the gap, you know, gain gain a couple yards every possession mm-hmm. type of type of running backs. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised that Todd Gurley just kind of fell off a cliff. I'm not entirely sure what happened there because he got his money and then, and then he just, <laughs> and then he got injured. I think I don't, I'm not yeah. entirely sure. Then I remember because Super Bowl Fifty Three, he didn't really play, and a, a I'm one, not really a sure. One or two season wonder, I think. Is, yeah, it's a yeah. shame. I don't know not because because he he was um really good out the out the backfield as well, catching balls like he was a proper like the Danian Tomlinson style dual threat running back. It's just a shame to see that go. I mean, Alvin Kamara is the kind of the flag bearer of that kind of school now um but yeah I mean, McCaffrey has done great this season as yeah well, he's with, really with, good with a good I think hybrid kind of play style mm. talking about Kamara actually I, let's just move on to this season so as you know there's not really been any OTAs or summer camp because of the pandemic mm-hmm. um the last time there was a kind of lockout which resulted in the similar thing, I think it was 2010 or 2011, and the Super Bowl ended up being the Tom Coughlin Giants against the Bill Belichick Patriots because essentially the teams that had the most experienced coaches with the most set rosters um, did the best because the new, the new rosters didn't really, have the co- the, didn't really have the training camp to, to meld together, to mold together. So I think looking at that, how does that affect your preseason predictions? Um, because you have teams like the Saints, the Chiefs that are very settled, even the Packers are more settled. And then you have new teams, obviously like the Bucks, who everyone thought would do really well, but maybe their preparation has been somewhat hampered by the yeah. lack of a training camp and OTA. So, yeah. yeah, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, it it feels like like every week or every other week I see something about how Brady's uh, like met up with someone else yes. in the Bucks teams, <laughs> which, which I think is yeah, <laughs> I think it's really cute. Um, but uh, as you mentioned, I think being a more settled team with a more settled roster um, is definitely an asset to have uh, given this kind of quarantine. And well, I mean, America is not really treating it as a quarantine, are they? No. But it, it's 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 definitely of value, I think, to a franchise right now. Mm. Um, I. So I think that would be, as you mentioned, the big stumbling block for the Bucks this year, whether or not they'll be able to adjust and adjust well. Yeah. Um, so basically coming in for the first game of the season or for the preseason uh, without as much time over you know, the summer training camps um, to kind of bond with one another, to kind of understand uh, how the coaches want the game to be played. Yeah. Um, and... In that vein, I do see that, you know, just between a matchup of fairly balanced teams, just like looking at the players, if one team's fairly, uh, if the teams are fairly balanced, I would just give it on the basis of, of you know, closer cohesion mm. to the team that, that's been together longer. And mm. that might genuinely be something that, that bites teams like, like the Bucks uh, really hard this year. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think just in terms of the Bucks as well, although Brady's got all those weapons, I am slightly concerned that Bruce, the Bruce Arians kind of offense relies on the quarterback to hold the ball for a long time um, mm. and just to stand there. 
and just whatever, just just literally stand there and wait and wait for the wait for the receivers to get down the field. Obviously, Brady is some of the best receivers in the league, but do I think now that his body will hold up from just standing in the pocket like he used to? I don't really think so. I yeah, mean, he's he's no he's no he's no Russell Wilson like he. No, he, he, I don't. He's think not he's not going to move. He's not going to move yeah. off the spot. Like he'll step <laughs> up in the pocket. He can glide around, but he's not. But my issue is like yeah. I don't think he'll, he'll be able to take the hits that will inevitably come from just holding onto the ball. I don't think he's ever had a reputation for like extending plays or no. breaking breaking tackles either. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, as far as standing in the pocket, I think he's he's got you know, as good of a, a line as he could possibly hope for. Um, and I think it's just a question of whether or not that line is able to hold its own, you know, when under pressure, when yeah. when they're getting blitzed. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's not the kind of quick draw, kind of scrambling passer that can get himself out no. of trouble. So if he is in trouble, he's, he's probably going to go down for a loss somewhere. Yeah, now I'm just wondering about his body if he'll be able to hold up because I mean the thing about the Patriots is that with with just because of out I guess out of necessity rather than design the kind of receivers that we had i.e. Edelman, Amendola or people out the backfield mm-hmm. James White at one point Dion Lewis so, so occasionally Sony Michelle the way that we play is short shot passes for seven eight yeah. yards each the play. short passes yeah yeah and that that's st- and that's like very kind of uh, very wide you know stretching the stretching the field wide instead of long. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did that also because it stops Brady from getting hit because he releases the ball so quickly. And and yeah. if now he's going to be holding on the ball, waiting for Mike Evans to run 40 yards down the field every play, like he's yeah. going to get hit eventually. And I don't know if he'll be able to hold up. But I mean, but anyway, that, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, sorry, sorry, no, sorry, carry on. I guess, I guess it's a question of whether or not the, the Bucks can kind of change their playbook uh, to kind of better mirror that Patriots offense. I mean, I do think it's a waste of, of Evans and, and Goodwin um, and their potential as, as route runners if, if you're just kind of playing seven, eight-yard downs yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. on every single play. It's, it's, it is a bit of a waste, but I guess if you've got, if you've got you know, a, a, a pocket passer that, that, that he needs... years old. <laughs> yeah, at, at 43 years old, who needs that to survive, then I think... I think the Bucks would look for the win rather than kind of those highlight passes. Yeah. I mean, for all we know, they've designed a few interesting plays where they can catch the ball for, for eight yards in the air, but then they can get a load of like 20 yards after catch. I don't know. Let, let's see. Yeah. Um, that might be the way that they're going to play. Um, but but yeah, I mean, how do you, the NFC South then is looking quite tasty because you have, you have the Bucks, as we say, you have the Saints, you have the... Um, you have the Falcons, which are always kind of um, good. Which are always under there. Yeah, that was good. Um, so that, that looks like quite a competitive division. How do you see it shaping up? I think, I think the Saints will 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 take the division. Right. Okay. I'm, I'm fairly confident that the Saints will take the division right. for all the things that we talked about. You know, yeah. they've got a settled settled roster. Um, obviously, they've got Breeze. They've got great Thomas. receivers. Yeah, Thomas. Thomas. Oh my God. Um, yeah, that yeah. that kind of thing, basically. Um, I think coming coming in second in the NFC South, I I I want to instinctively kind of say the Bucks, but it just really depends on whether or not they're able to gel. Yeah. Um, and if they aren't, then it's the Falcons by a long shot, mm. and then the the Panthers are 
probably at the bottom no matter what <laughs> yeah i mean i mean the falcons are rebuilding despite despite McCaffrey. Uh, sorry the um the um uh panthers are rebuilding despite kind of despite mccaffrey um but but yeah i mean yeah. The, the falcons are always around there they, they they obviously have julio they have matt ryan matt ryan's a solid quarterback like a b-plus quarterback he's not gonna yeah. he's not gonna turn the ball over too much but he's not gonna you know win you 10 games it's just yeah. uh they'll be in and around um i'm yeah. surprised you you um say that it's kind of close between the falcons and the bucks because a lot of people have the bucks actually winning the division i don't i agree with you but but mm-hmm. i mean some people are on the brady hype train um but i think no, you're I, right i, think, yeah. I think you're right about training camp i think i think it is a brady hype train i mean people look at this man who receives who, who's who's had fantastic achievements with one franchise the whole of his career yeah um and i think it's just a bit of a stretch to say that you know you port him over to another team entirely with one of the pieces that he's played with before and, and mm. say that he's gonna pull out the same kind of performances yeah. I, I don't think that's the case yeah that's fair enough um then let's carry on with the nfc so another tasty division is the nfc east obviously we have dak prescott presumably going to be franchise tagged by the cowboys playing for them he's got cooper and zeke still that very good yeah. defensive line um with a lot of you know veterans now the offensive line as usual performing well um then you've got the eagles who had mm. some difficulties last year with their receiving core with you know they had a lot of drops from last yeah. Aguilar among oh my others God. Yeah. um Aguilar was a disappointment last year yeah and then so how do you see that division shaping up obviously the newly renamed washington football team is in that division <laughs> the washington football team i love it well, I I think they're 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 like in some legal dispute over what they what what they want the name to end up being, right? Yeah. Which is why Washington's just kind of the placeholder for now. Yeah. Um, the division. I think. I personally think the Eagles would take it. I mean, they they took it the last season. It's not a terribly competitive division. Uh, the the Eagles won it last season with I think. With with a nine with a nine seven kind of record, mm-hmm. so it's not a particularly uh, outstanding division with with you know kind of massive high win teams. Um, but that being said, I think it will come down to Eagles, Eagles first, Cowboys, uh, Giants, and then Washington. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. Uh... <laughs> What about Dan, Dan, Daniel Jones and uh, Saquon? Do you, do you see them putting something together? I mean, Daniel Jones still kind of... He, he hasn't shown me anything, really. Like, yeah, he, exactly. he came into the league with a lot of hype, but, but he's he's not been one of the rookies that, that people were always like, hey, have you, have you seen you know his performance this week? He's just kind of been there. Yeah. Um, and unless that changes, obviously Sakwon is has has great potential. He's basically carried the team quite literally yes. um, for the last few seasons. Um, but but you know you need more than just a half decent rookie, well sophomore quarterback now, yeah, uh, and and a good first round running back who who isn't even the best running back in the league anymore, not by mm. quite a bit. Who would you say is the best, Henry? Uh, I think it depends really what you're looking for. I think if you're looking for like all around stuff, it's probably McCaffrey. Even just if you look at the stats, but yeah. if you're looking for someone to kind of get you yardage on every play, it's it's almost definitely Henry. Mm. No, I think 
I am actually slightly worried for Saquon because he shows so much potential. I'm worried the Giants will just because running back ages are already very low. As in, a running back yeah, is kind of done. It's kind of done after their rookie at contract. Twenty. Like, yeah. yeah. Like you've to got, pay. You've you've got till maybe like what. 27 got, yeah 7 27 28 that's about like, it latest and then like it, it's always bad idea you basically it, it's sad to say but it's always bad business for a franchise to pay a running back after their rookie contract because you can always find value lower in the draft and you can just have a very good running back on a rookie deal just because mm-hmm. it's the easiest position to transition from from college as well so i yeah. in that in that vein i am worried about saquon because he will end up running 25 30 carries a game like a kind of old school running back and i mm-hmm. think it will end that, up that shortening, it will that end up shortening his career like he'll just take he'll, you can't keep taking all those hits regardless of how how much of a good athlete he is um but yeah I agree and, with you. And, there, and are, there was there was this one season uh with green bay um where rogers was was really injured um and oh my god i can't remember his name anymore but there was this fantastic rookie running back and he Jones. he ran uh what 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 was it? I just can't remember what his name was. Oh, but yeah, he, no yeah, he he ran us into I think the wild card. Mm. Like Rogers injured, you know, we our our backup quarterback was was so forgettable. I I've actually forgotten who he was. <laughs> uh, and and this running back on 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 his rookie contract in his rookie year, uh, basically carried us. And he was he was offensive rookie of the year that year for for his performance. Um, yeah. but. In that one season, I think he took so many carries and took so many knocks that that was his only good year. Yeah, and that's Fair kind enough. of the risk. That's kind of the risk that that teams, which are very run heavy, face, um, mm-hmm. and and I guess players in that running back position just tend to face by virtue of it. Yeah, no, it's just it's just uh, kind of a shame, really. So now back to your division, which is the NFC North. So we have Minnesota shaping up nicely. They made a playoff run last year with um, Kirk Cousins. Um, yep. I'm not sure if he's gonna if he is the the quarterback that would take you over the top, but but he can certainly do a decent job. Stephon Diggs yep. has gone to the Bills, but he's they gone. still have yep. still have Adam Thielen and they still have Dalvin Cook. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously Zimmer's a decent defensive head coach. So how do you see them shaping? How do you see the division generally shaping up? I, I think Green Bay's taking it. Ooh, okay. I, mean, I might be slightly biased, but just based on more recent performances, I think Green Bay takes it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I see a repeat of how the division shaped up this year. So last in, in last season, it was Green Bay, Minnesota, um, Chicago, and Detroit. I think it's mm-hmm. going to be exactly the same. Right. No, no. I think I think I'd probably agree with you actually, just because Detroit, although I think they drafted quite well, um, Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford was decent before he was injured, actually, from memory. Um, how do you think Nick Foles is going to do in Chicago? Ooh, I, I mean, I think, I think Nick Foles had had. I still don't. I still don't know if I would 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 have Nick Foles as kind of a the the starting quarterback for my team. You know, no, right? exactly. yeah. he's 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 good enough, right? He he was good enough in obviously the Super Bowl. Um, he was good enough the season after to lead them to the playoffs again when Wentz got injured again. Um, but he's just never stood out to me as someone that could really put the team on his back when when the time came. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I like Falls as a person. <laughs> and, you know, like his his I think his social like his his media presence is everything is is, is it's 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 really coherent. Like he yeah. seems like a great guy. It's just as a player, he's not someone I would put my hopes on. <laughs> no, I think I think that's fair. Um, so yeah, I, I think I'd probably agree with you that it's kind of staying as it was. Although I think I think Minnesota will run Green Bay closer than they did last year, just because. Yeah. For that, I think both teams will get in by the wild card anyway if they don't win. But but I think um, I think they'll run them closer just because I don't think Green Bay have drafted very well. I mean, feel free to talk Green about Bay the Green Bay shit. Feel free, feel free to have a Green Bay draft fans <laughs> if you want. Just talk to oh tell, tell the listeners, tell the listeners from a Green Bay perspective, just in case they're not familiar with it. You know why the draft was so bad. Oh my god! Any number of reasons. Uh, obviously, we were hoping, as we have hoped, for the past eight or so seasons, that that this would be the year we take a premium skill skill position player in the first round with all the wide receivers available especially and with all the bloody wide receivers available this year's wide receiver class um has basically been been unanimously agreed on as the deepest uh, and the most talent stacked wide receiver class we've ever seen yeah uh and somehow the packers walk out of the draft uh with not a single one <laughs> <laughs> that's that's almost remarkable almost remarkable given that there were like kind of big name or big enough name in the third uh, fourth round rookies exactly and you know packers front office you know don't know what was going through their minds decided to take of all fucking things a quarterback <laughs> in the first round as well um and then also take a running back uh somewhere in i think the, the third or fourth um, and it's just massively disrespectful, I think, to to Rogers um, and to the existing players on Green Bay that obviously won the division fairly convincingly, made a fairly deep playoff run, mm. um, and and just generally outperformed all expectations in the last year. And so, so the yeah yeah I mean I mean the, the Packers draft. So in case the listeners don't know, so in the in the first round. At number twenty-six overall, they took Jordan Love, quarterback from Utah. So he was kind of below the the highest ranking quarterbacks in the class, but below Justin Herbert, below Tua, yeah. below Joe Burrow. But but he was in that was kind decent. of class below. Yeah. Um, then you had AJ Dillon, running back in round two from Boston College. Right. Then Dude. Josiah Degura, who's a tight end uh, from Cincinnati in round three. Um, <laughs> then you had Kamar Martin, a linebacker in round five. So you didn't have a fourth round pick. And then uh, you took three players in round six. You took John Runyan, an offen- uh, offensive guard, Jake yeah. Hansen, a center, and Simon Stepaniak, which who's an offensive guard as well. I in round, all in round six. Yeah. So uh, you're right. Yeah. No wide receiver talent at all. And the highest was a tight end in round three. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's every year, you know, every year we think maybe this is the year that, that they'll, they'll try to build around Aaron a little bit. This is the uh, (laughs) I mean, um, I guess the question is, like, how do you see Jordan Love performing? And I guess it's just all even more remarkable because the Packers isn't really a a Green Bay isn't really a kind of free agent destination. So they always have to draft well. So I'm really surprised they haven't got a wide receiver. But but, I mean, how do you see Jordan Love panning out? I mean, I do see I do see potential there. Uh, As you mentioned, he's he's not one of the biggest quarterback names in the draft. He's not he's not he's not even like 
Jalen Hurts. Like, I honestly mm. had no idea who he was in college. Um, and I had comparatively heard of everyone else. So coming in, obviously, I was doing my research to who he was. Uh, his stats are not bad. I mean, he's he, he looks like a player that, that would have a, de- a decent career, um, you know, nothing particularly flashy or outstanding. He's the kind of player that you would take in, in the third round um, if you're worried about your current quarterback having injuries. That was kind of my assessment of him. But that's obviously not the Green Bay front office's assessment of him because they treasured him highly enough to, to take him um, at 26. Mm. Uh, I think much like they did with Aaron, uh, they're going to kind of have him sit behind um, as QB2 for three, four seasons um, until they've kind of rung every last drop of, of footballing potential they can from Rodgers uh, and then put him in the starting spot because mm. that's how Rodgers took over from Favre. Um, and as you know, you know, we had a Hall of Fame quarterback in Favre handed over the bat, the baton to an equally Hall of Fame quarterback yeah. uh, in, in Rodgers. And I guess... No, it's the hope- rare. It's, it's the rare kind of yeah. Manning to that, luck. Montana continuity, exactly. Yeah, it's fair to see that. But yeah. no, I mean, I, I, think, I think you're I just, right. I just I mean, think that I just think this wasn't the time to do it, though. No, I agree. I think it may be two, <laughs> two years too early or so, especially if Rodgers wants to play another five years, because I think they might wait three years maximum to play to play Love. Like It's not as if they're doing what Belichick has done, which is they draft like a fourth-round quarterback and then they just let them go for a second-round pick in three years' time. No, hmm. this is genuinely a first-round pick, so it shows that yeah. they, want, they want to play they're, him. They're investing, yeah. Yeah. And I um, just don't think he's worth the investment yeah i mean there were suggestions that his, some of his combine performances and later performances last year looked like kind of mahomes-esque in his ability to extend plays and make throws but his accuracy was genuinely awful statistically so uh, maybe yeah. he can be trained up in three years we'll see but i yeah. think he had something i think he had something like like 17 18 interceptions in the college yeah. season yeah which is which is shorter than the nfl season so yeah. that's that's almost one if not slightly over one interception a game i mean as we've seen with sam darnold problems with turning the ball over in college don't easily leave you in in the in the nfl regardless Mm -hmm. how talented you are but but um yeah now let's let's finish with the uh, nfc finishing the nfc with the nfc west so that's a very competitive division last year it was between the seahawks and the 49ers you've also Mm -hmm. got the um arizona Cardinals there with um, Kyler Murray. The, yeah. And, uh, and Fitzgerald. Yeah, and now Fitzgerald. With, with Hopkins there as well. Yeah, I mean, it's classic, classic <laughs> Bill O'Brien letting Hopkins go for nothing, but, but we'll yeah, get yeah. to the AFC later. Um, uh-huh. but, but yeah, how do you see that panning out? Uh, so I personally... Well, this is a tough one to call. I, I, I always hold Seattle in, in very high regard. Um, I think I think they take the division, mm-hmm. um, despite probably losing head to head with the 49ers. Right. Which which they have. I mean, yeah. they just have. <laughs> uh, but so you don't but see you I, don't see the 49ers winning the division then. I think the 49ers would win the division if it were all head to head, but they haven't had that kind of consistency. Um, across the regular season in the way that Seattle have managed to, to kind of 
do in the past few years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I, I think I think the 49ers as a whole is a team that that kind of runs on like high energy. Um, and and the thing is that energy tends to run out, whereas Seattle's a team that that's always you know very consistent, stable. And consistency and stability, I think, are, are the key traits needed to to win a division. Yeah, no, fair enough. I think I, I think I'd agree. Um, so yeah, that's the NFC. So you have um, Saints. The, your division winners are the Saints, the Eagles, the Packers, and the Seahawks, um, yeah. which I think is fair. And then you could take a couple of wild card teams. You'd probably say the Forty ers and and maybe the Vikings or the or the or the Bucks, someone like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds about right. And then, in, yeah. would you do you have a Super Bowl pick out of those? Or Ooh. that's quite a hard question. <laughs> Maybe we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. Actually, we'll do yeah. the AFC first now, quite briefly, because it's it's easier, I think. Um, okay. So you have the AFC. Uh, let's start with the AFC East, which is my division. So you obviously have the Jets, the Patriots, the Dolphins, and the Bills. Um, the Bills have decent Josh Allen. He performed reasonably well last year. Sam Darnold had mono last year with the Jets, but when he did play, he played well. Um, Patriots, who knows what you're going to get. And then the Dolphins now, <laughs> quite intriguingly, drafted Tua, so we'll see how that goes. I mean, that's quite an intriguing division. Yeah. Uh, I feel like the Dolphins drafting Tua um, was kind of... I wouldn't say disrespectful, but but they they, they kind of seem to have forgotten that they, they drafted a first-round quarterback just last season or two mm. seasons ago. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, I mean, are, like, if they are moving on that quickly, um, you have to feel, you've got to feel bad. Yeah, I mean, they, they got they got Josh Rosen from the Cardinals because he's he was replaced him. himself by Kyler Murray, and now yeah. Rosen doesn't look like he has a job in the league. Um, yeah. He can't even win the starting job from from Fitzgerald, Fitzmagic, yeah. <laughs> Fitzmagic. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, Fitzmagic. Uh, um, so. Um, yeah. yeah. Fun I mean, fun story though. I, I ran into someone um at at you know you know uh one of the pubs along along Tottenham Court Road um and they were showing an NFL game uh and the Dolphins were playing and right. and, and Rosen was on a center and I I I ended up chatting with this clearly American guy who was wearing um a Josh Rosen jersey. <laughs> oh wow. And I was like you know, like like that's an interesting choice of jersey. Like like you know, this this, I mean, it's a rookie's jersey, right? And and he said basically he used to uh, teach Josh Rosen tennis back in Los Angeles. You know, don't know how many years ago. And I was like, oh, quite yeah. cute. So the world is small. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, um, he could have been a tennis player, and he's obviously from a very wealthy background. Ended up at UCLA doing football and. People thought like people like Bucky Brooks, who were like draft analyzers and stuff, thought that he was the best quarterback to take because they said that he was the most watched quarterback. So all the scrutiny he was getting, other players would have gotten even more if they were watched as much as he was. But it just hasn't really panned out for him. I mean, um, his nickname in college was the Chosen Rosen, right? Yes. And and, yeah. and I think he he did or the Rosen one. It. Oh yeah, the Rosen one. Yeah. And he, I mean, my friends at UCLA you know were telling me the hype around him is is real like he he's he's properly good in in college he just didn't transition well into the league at all 
And I mean, we do see a lot of those, unfortunately. Who would have predicted that Lamar Jackson would be the best of that draft class when you have Baker Mayfield and <laughs> Sam Darnold in it as well? I mean, we'll get yeah. to the Browns. We'll get to the Browns next. We'll get to but, the Browns. But, but AFC East, um, intriguing. I think I'd probably stick with the Bills winning that, even as a Patriots fan. I think we'll go like, I think we'll go like, my prediction for the Patriots is seven and nine for this season. Seven and nine? Hmm. Hmm. Okay. That's that. Yeah, that's 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 fair. I guess I I would I would go with the with the Bills as well. Um, I think I'd be a bit more generous to to the Patriots' record though. Um, maybe eight and eight or or nine and and seven. Okay, the reason why I said seven and nine was because the Patriots have the hardest schedule in the league, so they're playing. Oh, have they? Yeah, so they're playing yeah. the Seahawks, the Chiefs. The Broncos with with uh, Drew Locke, the 49ers, the Bills obviously twice, the Texans with Lamar with um, Deshaun Watson. They're playing the Cardinals with Kyler Murray. They're playing the Chargers with Justin Herbert. They're playing the Rams on a double LA um, with um, Jared Goff. They're also playing, um, yeah. So so, so that, that that's quite a hard yeah. schedule. Um, yeah. But yeah. No. I okay, think that's yeah. fair enough. That's fair enough. So you're saying you say the Bills then. Yeah, I think it's the Bills. Okay, so let's let's go on to the Browns then. So the AFC North, you have Lamar Jackson, you have Baker Mayfield, you have a newly returning Big Ben. Intriguing. Mm. I don't think I, I, I don't think the Steelers get close. Really? Yeah, I, I That defense is real though. That defense is, is great. It's just that Big Ben's very far off from from where he used to be. Um, I mean, they they had a decent season. They they went eight and eight last year. Um, I think they do slightly better, of course. I think they maybe go what uh, nine and, and six. Ten and six. Yeah, nine and seven. Ten, ten and six, be, even. Maybe they even in the wild card shot at ten and six. Yeah, they they could they could plausibly kind of sneak into the wild card, but. They're not going to come close to the Ravens. Right. What about the Browns? The intriguing That's Browns. Talent, talent stacked Browns. They have obviously Jarvis yeah. Landry, Landry. They have Odell Beckham. They have Baker Mayfield. They have Nick Chubb. They have um, Miles Garrett on a new deal, uh, despite, yeah. his, despite his uh, naughty actions against Mason Rudolph. <laughs> um, so they've got I mean, a lot people, of names. People say Rudolph started it, but yeah. Well, we'll see. I have no idea. Uh, they, they have uh, a lot I... of big names. Yeah, I, I mean, like, they're the kind of team that you'd want to pick in Madden, right? Yeah. Just, just not in real life. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I really don't know what to say. Like, I, I can't tell you, um, because I haven't looked into it very much, why the hell they haven't performed. I they Freddie, probably... Freddie Kitchens was a big reason, just the coaching wasn't... I mean, wasn't I'm, I'm sure it was, but, but just the raw talent on the roster... Yeah. should have carried them to a better record than, than yeah. they got. Yeah. Um, and it didn't. So it kind of hints like maybe there are kind of synergy, cohesion issues within the team. Mm-hmm. Who knows, really? But but what's what's for certain is that they, they have not been able to kind of pull it together. Um, and we could probably I'm agree actually... that they're not going to be close to Lamar. No, they're not. They're not. But the one I've actually got my eye on. So, so I think I think the AFC North is is fairly predictable um, as far as who wins and and who comes in second is. What I'm really interested in is is with the Bengals with Joe Burrow now. Mm. 
interesting how how that shapes up so they drafted I, well as well they drafted pretty well yeah exactly um they got him a receiver out of i think it was i think it was uh it was alabama so it was from from nick saban and and mm-hmm. they and he produces incredible receivers i i just think that cincinnati does a lot better than they do last year yeah i don't know how much better but yeah. it's not that much. It's not. It's not terribly hard to do better than two and fourteen, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, especially when you've got the number one pick mm-hmm. um, and and use it to draft kind of the record-setting quarterback um, in the year. I'm just curious to know how far he goes, mm. like, because the way he plays um, is is quite pass-oriented. It is very yeah. pass-oriented. Um, he can run. He's more athletic than 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 he looks, uh, so he, but but he doesn't really have the capacity to extend plays, um, and I'm just really interested to see how that kind of skill set translates to the league. Do Do you think now that we've reached a tipping point where in the past, as we've seen with the kind of Brady Manning Breeze era, you mm. could you you were basically you were the best teams had passes who didn't move, they just stuck to their spot. Yeah, and the they best just teams threw the, the best passes. Yeah. yeah. But now do you think we reached a tipping point where all quarterbacks need to have some degree of mobility, whereas in the past it didn't matter? Do you think now it really does matter? I think it matters as much as as the team, you know, forces it to matter. I think I think you don't need it in order to do well. Yeah. I mean, the fact that the, the Patriots have, have done so well for so long with the exact same type of offensive play style around that kind of fairly static quarterback is, is mm-hmm. proof of that and they've done that and maintained that kind of good record uh you know despite the rest of the league having you know increasingly agile quarterbacks so it's not something that's necessary but at the same time i think there's always going to be value in a quarterback that can do more than pass yeah like, yeah it, i mean it We've we've got one extreme, right? We've got Jackson who who genuinely runs at you with with no fear whatsoever, and then you've got players like Russell Wilson that that will and can run when they have to. Yeah. Uh, it's just it, it's a good skill to have. I think I don't think it's ultimately necessary, but but it's always going to be highly valued. Um, although I was very surprised to see Jalen Hurts, who I think. Uh, is probably the best scrambling quarterback in the draft. Yeah, uh, dropped to to round two or three. I guess he's just his, his passing performances were just weren't weren't enough. Yeah, yeah, his, his, his passing performances were weren't weren't incredible. But 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 the Eagles have picked him up now. Yeah, and I think there was some commentary about how they're planning him to use him uh, in the same way that the Saints use uh, what's his name. Uh, um, Taysom Hill. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I know. I think I think that's good analysis, actually, and I, I think I do agree. Um, so then, moving on to the AFC West. Now, it seems quite simple to me. Although the Raiders have improved, they got Mariota as a as a reserve quarterback. They're still sticking with um, Carr. Um, mm. I think it's pretty clear that that Mahomes will will win this division again. Um, yeah. the, the Chargers have Justin Herbert. Maybe they can make an interesting run at, at a playoff spot, just because that that entire roster is absolutely stacked. Like they have Hunter Henry, Keenan Allen, 
they have a really, really good roster. They have um, on on defense, they have Derwin James who can play across the secondary secondary. Like he's really good. Um, I mean, I don't. I, I I assume you agree that we can't really see much um, change in that division. Yeah, I, I I think I think the divisions pretty much as as you said, Kansas isn't going anywhere. Um, Holmes isn't going anywhere. Uh, it, I it was fairly close, second, third, and fourth place. I think last season, mm-hmm. um, Denver and and Oakland both had seven and nine records. Yes, and the Chargers were slightly below that at at five and eleven. Yes. So I think the exact ranking um, in the AFC West is going to be incredibly hard to determine because they're all so close as it is. Yes. Um, I personally don't believe any of them can can make a genuine wildcard run, though. Fair enough. Okay. Just, and then, just because of the talent elsewhere in, in the AFC. Yeah. And now looking at the AFC South, so you have Philip Rivers has moved to the Colts in this division. Mm. You have Gardner Minshew for the Jaguars. <laughs> You have uh, Deshaun Watson at the um, Texans. He's now lost. Um, he's now lost. He's now uh, lost his number one. Yeah, number one receiver. And one. and um, you also have um, the Titans, of course. Titans with uh, with Derrick Henry and and um, well, Mike Babel, former Patriot, as the coach. So, how do you see this? Do you see the do you see the Titans retaining their crown of the division? Do you see do you see Deshaun Watson challenging them, or do you see you know Philip Rivers pulling something out the hat? I think Tennessee. I think Tennessee will win. I think Tennessee wins wins the division. Um, well, I think it, it depends on on how how long um, and how well Tannehill does, because I mean, as we were discussing, the kind of running back longevity is is very closely tied to how much pressure is on him, um, and. When you look at a team like a Titans, that's so quite that's quite clearly built around Derrick Henry and and um, his prowess on the ball and on the ground. Um, it's just a question of, it's not a question of whether he can keep it up. It's it's how long can he keep it up until you know his body starts to break down until injuries start to pile up. Um, if I think he remains healthy and strong throughout the season, the tennis then then the Titans take the division. Mm-hmm. If he has to you know, sit on the sidelines for, for a few games, things might be very different. Mm-hmm. No, I think, fair enough. I mean, I always do have faith in Deshaun Watson, though I think with an awful offensive line until last year, he performed really well. So yeah. uh, even though, I, even though I, I agree with you that Tannehill, if he keeps it together, can probably maintain the division. I, I do hope I'm rooting yeah. kind of, I'm rooting for Deshaun Watson to do well. So, so, so I, I think, yeah. I think one way or another, both, both uh, the Texans and the Titans get it into the playoffs, mm-hmm. as as they have, I think, in the past two or, or three seasons. Yeah. So so that may, that explains then one thing. So you've got your you've got the Bills winning the East. You've got the um, obviously you've got the Ravens winning the North. You've got mm-hmm. obviously Kansas City winning the West, and you've got yep. the Titans winning the South. And yep. you said you got you've got. Um, the Texans is a wild card team. So, who's your second wild card team? Is it the Steelers? Is it the Patriots? Is it the uh, the Dolphins? Ooh, or even the I, Browns? I think, <laughs> probably not the Browns, but but I think I think with those three, it would. Wow. 
that is a tough one. I, I think it's I think it's probably the Dolphins. Mm. Yeah, I think it, I think it's probably the Dolphins, unless uh, the Patriots are able to come together, right? Or the Steelers are able to come together, right? No, I I think I disagree though. I think it is probably the Steelers because I just think okay. Big Ben Big Ben won't have regressed as much, and I think I think he's obviously mm-hmm. still got Juju. That defense is still elite. Like they they dragged a pretty shocking offense of Mason Rudolph to eight and eight <laughs> last year. So I think they if they got like some decent decent offense with uh. Juju and Big Ben, I think. I yeah. think. Can, I mean, I, 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 so I've, I've never really been a huge fan of, of, of Big Ben. Mm. I think, I mean, beyond the fact that, that you know, he's, he's obviously really old and he's just coming off an injury. Yeah. Um, he is the kind of static quarterback that, that is not very well equipped to to extend plays or 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 make runs of his own so he is like fully dependent on on the line um and even i guess the tight ends mm. on his team um which in in this league i think is is a greater liability now that linebackers are increasingly you know Mobile. quick and agile and and, yeah. and so much better at getting to the quarterback than they mm-hmm. were back when big ben was in his prime six seasons ago i mean you have that kind of image in your mind where big ben's playing proper backyard kind of football he's being hit (laughs) he's being dragged down like three men on him and he still managed to get a throw off you know but i I think those days are gone as you say yeah um but yeah no no that that, that's really good we had all the divisions in detail final thing we'll do then chris before i let you go it's been quite a long pod um what is what's who is who who is two super bowl teams I mean, I see. I assume it's between the Ravens and the Chiefs in the AFC. Yeah, yeah, it is between the Ravens and the Chiefs for me. Um, I think, I think it's still the Chiefs coming out from the AFC. Okay. I I do think it's it's still the Chiefs. Um, I I'd agree. Um, I think my reasoning is just that. The Ravens, because of their just reliance on running the ball on rushing yards, they're not a team that's good at coming from behind. In the if if you get a lead on the on the Ravens, yeah. I'm not sure if they they're good at you know throwing the ball and because because if, if you if you if you have a lead, if, they're if not you're good behind, at making you're, up the difference. Basically. Yeah, exactly. Like if you're behind in a game, you don't want to waste time running the mm. ball. And I'm not sure if Lamar yet. I don't know. We haven't had to see yet, but I'm not sure if he's the pocket passer yet that mm. can that I mean, can just win you a playoff yeah. game. He's got, he's got, he's got the defense. Yes, that's true. Um, but that defense does not stand up to 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 Mahomes and the Chiefs if if they go head to head. They 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 just don't. I don't think oh. I don't think any team in the league <laughs> properly, you know, can hold. Michael well, Hardman. Yeah, my God. My Michael Hardman. You got um, you've got Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes. Like they're stacked. Yeah. That 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 offense has, that that offense made comebacks in in all their postseason games this year for a reason, mm-hmm. um and, and I think that reason solidifies them as my pick to come out of the AFC into the Super Bowl. Um, the NFC, however, is 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 a bit of a, it it's not just a two horse, um conference. I think the NFC. Um, obviously, you have the 49ers that came out um, into the Super Bowl this year. 
um, they kind of did well throughout the playoffs um, and then kind of crumbled a little bit in the Super Bowl. Um, I always will respect the Seahawks and what Russell Wilson can do. Yeah. Um, obviously, you've got you've got my Packers. Uh, you know, if they do as well as they did this year, I mean, they were one win away this year, so mm-hmm. there's a good chance. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, it's much harder, to, much harder to predict than the AFC. Yeah, it's, it's so much harder. I mean, I think uh, the Seahawks are actually quite a good shout because they have DK Metcalf, and that's like one of the first yeah. pure wide receivers that Russell's had in a long time. And if yeah. they've signed, they've just signed. Sorry, actually, we forgot to mention this, but we can mention it now. They they signed from the Jets yesterday. Um, um, what's his name? <laughs> uh, Adams was it? Yes. <sighs> Yeah, Jamal yes. Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They signed Jamal. He was complaining. He was complaining about his his deal Adam with Gase Jets and everything. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. They signed Jamal Adams yesterday, which adds a quality safety. They kind of makes up from the absence of Al Thomas. So yeah. they are, you know, they're looking they're, good. They they've always been contenders. I think. Um, I mean, the the thing about the NFC is that they don't read. It doesn't have the kind of standout teams like the Chiefs. Everyone is is good. Or at least the big players are, are all about about just as good as each other. Like on any given day, I would struggle to tell you who would win in a matchup. Begin, you know, like the Packers um, and the Saints, or yeah. the Eagles, yeah. or, or or the Forty ers or the Seahawks. You yeah. Know? yeah, it's just that kind of a, of a conference. Yeah, I'm quite no, surprised I, that, yeah. that the Rams have have slid though. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they're having to, they, they they're made having the to... Super Bowl and then they just kind of. Yeah, I mean, it's the classic issue that they're having to offload people because they were hitting their cap. Because what do you expect? You sign like Brandon Cook, Brandon Cooks, you pay Jared Goff, you pay um, you pay Todd Gurley, you sign like a load of free, you sign Endomican Sue, like you sign Marcus Peters. You know, they went on a free agent spending spree and eventually it does catch up with you and they've had to offload people. Um, yeah. They've not done well no. in the last season. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think I'm looking probably at Seahawks, a Seahawks Chiefs final, uh, Super Bowl. Seahawks Chiefs final. Okay, interesting. I mean, I'm always I'm always relieved uh, when the Packers are able to beat them. I think I think Packers and Seahawks in the playoffs is is probably the matchup that gives me the most anxiety. Um, like truth be told, I that that was the match. In, in in the 2019 playoffs that I was watching very closely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't watching 49ers Packers very closely because you knew what the outcome I, was going to be. I, uh, I, we we got we got blown out in the regular season. I didn't have high hopes. Yeah. But, but Packers Seahawks always is is a very good and close game for me, and I love watching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, Chris, thank you so much. Thank you for your time. Thank no, no you worries. for giving Thanks your suggestions. For I hope you enjoyed <laughs> thank you for it. Me. I hope yeah, you enjoyed I it. I did very much. Uh, um, and yeah, thank you to you as well for listening. Um, we hope that this pod um, can increase interest in American football in the UK. I mean, um, I just came across it by kind of watching YouTube videos. Uh, I didn't live in America like Chris, so um, I think if, it, if this sounds interesting to you, then uh, I hope that you can get involved with it as well. Um, Chris, again, thank you so much for your time. And, thank you for uh, having me. No, no worries. And yeah, see you next time on the symposium. Please do follow us on Spotify. The link is in our Instagram bio, um, the symposium podcast. So yeah, thanks. See you later.
the symposium with Ash Orlack.